Welcome to Many Magical Tales, short stories for kids by Christopher Durr. Thank you for joining us on another adventure. Welcome to Fiddlefern, the Raven, the Gnome, and the Egg. Book One, written by Christopher Durr. Far, far north in the Farwood Forest, there are creatures much stranger than fiction. And the further north that you travel, things start looking much different. Even though the animals can speak in the south of Farwood Forest, exploring the rest of Farinthia might warrant a little more courage. Most people don't believe in magic, or think that any magic exists, but those people would not know, unless they have been where I have been. Chapter 1. The Letter A long time ago in the deep, deep forest where magical things still dwelled, lived Fiddlefern and the Raven, whose story we will tell. Fiddlefern was a gnome, the last one left as far as he knew. He had wished for other gnomes to return, but his wishes never came true. He spent many lonely hours talking to the plants, chatting with the mushrooms and watching nature dance. He read many books and taught himself about many useful things. He even taught himself poetry and discovered how to sing. From time to time, the gnome would get incredibly bored, after tending to the garden and doing all the chores. He would play chess against himself, and usually he would win, then he would go to sleep, wake back up, and do it all over again. Occasionally he had seen an ogre, a goblin, or a wandering troll, but had spoken little to them. He usually hid within his home. He loved the sounds of the birds chirping in the trees and watching the sunflowers sway from a gentle summer breeze. On a pleasant evening, while he was resting in his home, a letter arrived, and it was addressed to Fiddlefern the gnome. Inside was a map of the old forest and a note that simply said, you must journey to the Windy Cave and find the hidden egg. Well, that's pretty vague, the gnome thought to himself. I would have liked a few more details on what's in the egg's shell. Could it be gold or silver, a diamond or a bird? How is there no details, not a hint or a word? The gnome was still very curious and set about at once, which was unusual for Fiddlefern leaving home without his lunch. But he could not contain himself when his curiosity was piqued. He walked along the paths and walked across the creek. He looked at his map that some unknown stranger sent and looked at the trees and trails to see which way they went. He was wondering if following a stranger's map was the wisest course of action, and he began to think heading back home would be a bit more relaxing. Hey, you there! You better watch out for the witch! He heard someone shout, but he saw no one around. He was startled and looking about. Hey, short stuff! I'm right here! What are you, blind? On the branch was a raven. Fiddlefern thought he was losing his mind. The raven said, There's a witch on your trail. She's been sneaking behind you. And you are just a little guy, need I remind you. You may want to hurry and get to your destination. You must move fast with no hesitation. Who are you calling little? I'm ten times your size. And do you know who this witch is? I need some answers. Why? 
Uh, do you know anything about this egg or the letter I received? And how are you even talking? The gnome was getting peeved. The raven replied, We've got no time to sit around and talk. You need to hurry up and I've seen how fast you walk. Fiddlefern just waved his hand at the talking bird and kept on walking on the trail. This day can't get any weirder. What's next? A giant talking snail? Chapter 2. The Cave On he kept walking until he reached the cave's mouth. It's time for me to see what this egg business is all about. He walked into the cave, went down some stairs. It was mossy, it was damp, and the smell of sulphur was in the air. And in a beam of light he saw the resting egg. Beside the egg was a note, and this is what it said. You have been chosen as the guardian of this egg and what's inside, and once you take possession, the quest can't be denied. Fiddlefern suddenly felt eyes watching from the dark. He knew he was being watched, but unsure if from near or far. He swiftly grabbed the egg. His heart had filled with dread, as a goblin's scream echoed, making him think that he was almost dead. He grabbed the egg and ran up the stairs, but slipped on the first step, realizing he had to pay attention. There was moss and every step was wet. Before he went any further, he put the egg inside a sack and lit a fire to keep whichever creeping creatures back. Just then he heard the screaming creature getting close, and he was suddenly too terrified to move and it felt like both his legs froze. He then thought, this is ridiculous, it's just an egg. Maybe I should throw it back and run. But he was close to the cave's mouth and kept going towards the sun. He reached the woods, then took a pause and thought that all seemed wrong. Then he thought he saw the witch in the woods, but when he looked back, she was gone. He looked for the raven. He expected him to still be there, but it looked as though the raven and the witch both had disappeared. The woods felt very eerie and started getting dreary, and he thought, I followed a random letter for an egg. I was not thinking clearly. Well, I'm in for a penny, guess I'm in for a pound. He listened for a sound, but nothing seemed around. He took off fast to get back on the trail, then ran off towards his home. Oh, if I were a younger gnome, I'd have no aching joints and stiffening bones. He heard a shrill voice above his head say, Toughen up, buttercup! The witch isn't far behind, you have to hurry up! It was the raven back again. You better hurry, quick! A murder of crows was flying over like they were spying for the witch. Off the gnome sprinted as quick as he could go. The raven was flying behind him, keeping an eye out on the road. Chapter 3. The Witch after many miles, they reached the gnome's home with no other sign. The raven followed behind the gnome and tried to come inside. Now you wait just a minute, Fiddlefern said to the bird. How do I know you aren't a spy on the witch's side? The raven sounded hurt. If it wasn't for me, she would have gotten you far back on the trail and your little quest to find the egg would have already failed. That may be true, but you aren't telling me everything you know. You know much more than you have said. Tell me that isn't so. The raven said, I too received a letter telling me to find and help you. From whom and why, I have no answers and nothing else to tell you. The gnome let the bird into his home, then quickly locked the doors. He locked the windows and piled up things by the door on the floor. Just then the skies got dark and the wind started to howl and Fiddlefern said, This can't be good, and gave the bird a scowl. At once they heard a laughing witch outside starting to cackle. 
and then they heard the sound of the gnome's glass windows starting to crackle. Fiddlefern checked the egg to make sure it was still protected. Oh, blast the person out there who sent me that map and message. The house was shaking, and the gnome was wondering what to do, when everything had stopped completely out of the blue. There was no cackling or screeching, no wind, no storm or rain. Unbeknownst to them both, another creature came, and scared off the witch, then disappeared as quickly as it arrived. Mysterious and curious, but they were both glad to be alive. The gnome looked out the window and saw nothing but clear night sky. Well, someone's looking out for us, but I'm not quite so sure why. What do you think happened? asked Fiddlefern to the bird. I'm not sure, he said, but something very magical occurred. I can feel it in the air. It was like a big electrical surge, but it is weird that who or whatever came never said a word. Maybe it was the person who sent us both our letters. Probably, but I would think introducing themselves would be better. Then Fiddlefern said, This has been the weirdest day of my life. I think it's time to eat some food and get ready for the night. Should one of us sit on the egg? The gnome said to the raven, Why on earth would you want to do that? The raven was laughing in amazement. I think you could lay it by the fire and it would keep warm. Are we even sure that there's anything alive inside? Maybe heat would do it harm. Just then they heard a cracking sound. The egg was about to break. Whatever it was, was hatching and they wouldn't have to wait. Just then they finally saw it. It was more than they had imagined. Sitting on the gnome's floor was an emerald green dragon. Chapter 4 The Egg The raven and the gnome were far too stunned to speak. Oh, finally, something that can make you shut your beak. The two were becoming friends, and the gnome meant it, tongue-in-cheek. Fiddlefern was exhausted and had to take a seat. The dragon looked at them with a curious expression. It sat and looked at both of them and showed no signs of aggression. Dragons hadn't been seen in centuries and were now nothing but legends. But here one sat, behaving completely unthreatened. Well, what do we do now? asked the stunned raven. I have absolutely no idea. But now Fiddlefern felt more brazen. He sat down by the dragon and said, Hello there, little one. Welcome to the weird, weird world. The dragon laid down on the floor with its dragon body curled. I'll tell you what, I'm going to my bed. You can stay out here, feed it and keep watch. I'm exhausted of this whole thing. All day it's been non-stop, Fiddlefern said, then went to bed and fell asleep at once. When he woke up, he hoped it was all a dream. But there the dragon was. There's been someone here while you were getting beauty sleep, the raven said. Someone knocked, and on the door they left a paper sheet. It said, you must bring the dragon to the highest mountain's peak, and once you do that, your task will be complete. Oh, fantastic, another unknown letter. Well, isn't that just great? Today, Fiddlefern was going nowhere until at least he ate. The dragon was sitting by the table, and the gnome gave him some food. He offered the raven an egg, and the raven looked confused. You mean to tell me you eat bird babies for breakfast? The gnome was abashed and said, Well, there's no bird in there, and they're awfully delicious. The bird gave a dirty look, but then said, I'll have four pieces of toast and five sausage links, eight pieces of bacon, and something good to drink. The gnome looked at the raven and said, The kitchen's closed for business. The raven said, Oh, well, I need a full belly if I'm going to go the distance. 
Fiddlefern relented and loaded the bird's plate, and then he tossed the hungry dragon another couple steaks. The raven said, Aren't you a little tall to be a gnome? The gnome said, How many gnomes have you ever met for you to even know? Looks to me more like you're a tiny little wizard or some funny kind of dwarf. Yeah, well, ravens shouldn't talk. Keep it up and you'll see the door. The raven said, Anyway, how are we going to get the dragon to come along? I've got an idea on what to do to lead the dragon on. Fiddlefern said, I'll take some snacks to bring and keep the dragon coming too. Off they went out the door. It was time to see this through. Chapter 5. The Creature Fiddlefern gazed at the map and decided on the best course of action. Of course, this was all complicated by a growing baby dragon. They looked for any enemies and concluded they were safe. Fiddlefern had no clue what to do if they ended up being chased. On they walked through the woods into the great unknown, and the gnome looked back longingly. He could no longer see his home. The raven said, Cheer up, it will be there waiting for us when we get back. Fiddlefern said, Maybe, maybe not, but I hope you're right about that. They began the journey down the ever-winding road. Sometimes the raven flew above the trees to see which way to go. On and on and up the trail, the hill began to climb, and day became night, they were losing track of time. Suddenly they heard a growling, booming voice from the trees up ahead. Then they saw a creature by a tree covered in moss with horns on his head. He bellowed, Greetings, young travellers, I'm Willow Root. It's nice to meet you. The gnome and the raven began to panic. Then the creature said, Relax, I will not eat you. No offence, but you look like someone who might eat someone if you follow, said the gnome. Me? Oh, no, no, no. I am just a harmless friend, helping wanderers on the road. I think we should probably get going. Good chat. Take care, said the raven. Willowroot said, Oh, but where are you going so soon? What's the occasion? And you wouldn't be leaving without giving me my gift? That would be very rude. Tell me I must be wrong about this. The raven and the gnome looked at each other and backed away slowly. Now wait, just a minute. Where are you guys going? Leave that dragon with me. He's better off in my care. He will grow and he will eat you. You don't understand. Come back. Why are you leaving? I just want a chat. They crossed the stream and the water stopped the troll right in its tracks. The troll was stopped by the water. He did not want to cross the stream. As they ran away, they could still hear the creature's awful screams. They realised the creature stopped, but they didn't stop to see why. They kept running towards the mountain. They could still hear its wailing cries. Panting and catching their breath, the raven said, That's the closest call yet. That was very weird. I wonder why the creature was so scared of getting wet. I'm not sure, and I don't want to stick around to find out, said the gnome. You know I'm in half a mind to leave the dragon here and go home. The dragon looked at the gnome as if he knew every word he said. Okay, I didn't mean that, but at this rate we'll all soon be dead. Chapter 6 The Pixie They ran for miles, then it got too dark to go on, and they stopped to set up camp. And their only source of light was the gnome's little fire lamp. Fiddlefern pitched a little tent beside a giant oak tree. The raven said, We can't fit in that thing. Where are we going to sleep? The gnome said, Don't you live in nature? Who said anything about we? Then he said, You can have it. We'll go in shifts, so someone stays up to see. The woods seemed restless, and it felt like many eyes were watching. 
and the trees seemed to move and wind sounded like talking. In the deep woods from the south you could hear a pack of wolves howling and it began to feel like the witch was out in the darkness prowling. Towards the end of the night arrived a most peculiar thing. They could hear it in the trees as it would gently sing. It was small and glowed a gentle light and on its back were little wings. The raven said, that's a pixie, I heard it's good fortune that they bring. And just then the skies cleared and you could see it through the leaves. Bright stars in the sky shining down among the trees. The pixie came down and met the unlikely trio of friends. Good evening, travellers. I'm here to warn you. More challenges will meet you before the end. The gnome said, I thought you said she was an omen of good luck. The raven just shrugged and said, Yeah, do you have good advice or what? The pixie said, My advice to you is that you need to realize the witch is still around. I have seen her walking here and there, laying traps along the ground. Uh, Fiddlefern said, Do you have any idea who sent us on this quest? Have you heard about the Windy Cave and Hidden Dragon Egg? No, oh, sorry, and I thought dragons were gone. This is an amazing thing to see. Fiddlefern said, Do you know what's at the top of the highest mountain's peak? She said, if that's where you are heading, I'd advise you that you don't. The mountain can be treacherous, and there isn't much hope. Many creatures have climbed up, but have never come back down. The gnome said, Oh, great, of course I would find this all out now. Well, we're going anyway, we have to bring the dragon, said the gnome. And I'd like to get this over, let's get this show on the road. The pixie said, Do not forget my warning about the witch, and I'd be very cautious when you go to cross the bridge. Goodbye for now. We may yet see each other again. I do wish you the best of luck, and you will need it before the end. Well, thank you for your sage and ominous advice, said the gnome. Then he looked to the dragon and the raven and said, OK, it's time to go. Chapter 7. The Dragon Off they went, back on the path, climbing towards the mountain. They stopped and drank water from a spring water fountain. It wasn't long until the travellers approached the bridge. As soon as they stepped on the bridge, arrived the evil witch. She was standing in the middle of the bridge, then began to walk their way. The gnome and raven were at a loss for words and didn't know what to say. Then the witch began speaking low in a tongue they could not understand, twisting her head at weird angles and making movements with her hands. Just then, something happened they did not expect. The dragon grew much, much larger, flapped its wings and puffed up its chest. The dragon was suddenly massive, ferocious and as tall as the trees. The gnome and the raven were shocked. It was hard to believe. The dragon let out a roar as fierce as thunder from the sky. The witch did not expect this and appeared also terrified. The dragon's mouth filled with flames and in a flash the witch vanished. A gigantic raging dragon was more than the witch could manage. Then in an instant the dragon shrunk back down to normal size. Fiddlefern and the raven just stared and then locked eyes. Okay, seriously, what in the world just happened? The raven looked and said, Obviously this is not a normal dragon, the gnome said. How on earth would you know what a normal dragon does? Although I've never heard of such a thing, I wonder if the witch is done. The dragon looked exhausted and lay around the gnome's feet. Well, let's get across the bridge, then let's take some time to eat. Chapter 8. The Wizard 
They began along their journey and proceeded with the quest, and Fiddlefern was pondering, oh, what could happen next? They reached the foothills of the mountain. It was starting to get steep, and getting a dragon up a mountain is no easy feat. It wasn't long before the path started to disappear, and now the next step to take wasn't very clear. Fiddlefern asked the raven to fly up and look ahead. Oh, no, I'm not doing that alone. There's no way, he said. We have to stick together. Don't you know by now we're birds of a feather? The gnome said, You're a chicken, not a raven. Whatever I guessed together is better. They climbed and climbed, and somehow the dragon tagged along. I thought we'd reach the top by now. The climb was getting long. They took a break and on the edge and looked down far below. When suddenly they heard from far above, someone yelled down to them, Hello! They all were startled. Then the gnome replied, Hello to you too! This is either very good or very bad. The gnome looked back, deciding what to do. They climbed up the last stretch and got to the highest peak. The dragon jumped up last. Then what did they all see? A wizard standing very tall, wearing emerald green robes. He had a long white beard, which was somewhat like the gnome's. He said, I see you got my letters, and you have now completed the task. The raven and the gnome had a hundred things to ask. Fiddlefern said, Excuse me, sir, may I please have your name? I'm sure my bird friend here would like to know the same. The wizard seemed to ponder like he forgot his own name. Name? Well, my name I don't remember. Uh, maybe later on you can ask me again. I have been stuck up here a very, very long time, and one does tend to lose the sharpness of his mind. Exactly how long have you been up here alone, and where have you been living? Do you have a home? Fiddlefern was a little concerned. The wizard seemed a little off. The raven seemed to think the same and let out a little cough. Alone, not alone. Did you hear that? They think we've been all alone? Oh, my goodness, no. Just then, the wizard seemed to go on rambling to himself. Yes, it's time to go. But now that you've brought me Mossfire, things will be much different. He looks just like his father did before I landed in this predicament. How long have you been here? The raven finally asked. Maybe 150 years, you know, up here. It's awfully hard keeping track. But why didn't you leave? The bird sounded confused. Oh, how I wish I could have, but leaving is something I couldn't do. Until now, that is, this wizard said, and he got very close to the dragon. Relax, all will be well now, and I'll tell you both exactly what happened. It began hundreds of years ago, a final battle between myself and the witch. We had dueled for many years, but it had reached a fevered pitch. She was queen sorceress of the highest order of her kind, and it was my job to keep her under control, and we fought from time to time. But one time we battled, and the dragon I rode fell. And this is where you two come in into our little tangled tale. After my dragon fell, I was cursed to be on this mountain. The golden eagle helped me search for the egg, and after many years we found it. But for some reason the eagle could not take it from the cave. But the eagle told me of you both, and told me where you stayed. Wait, who scared the witch away when she attacked my home? asked the gnome. The wizard looked confused. That's interesting. To be honest, I don't know. There are many things in this part of the world that are still, even to me, unknown, and I guess someone's on our side, and that's comforting to know. The wizard whispered to the dragon, then suddenly once again it grew. The wizard hopped onto its back, and into the blue they flew. Then they came back down and told Fiddlefern and the raven, Hop on! Then the dragon flapped its massive wings, and they were up and gone. 
Hercules was the highest in the sky that the gnome had ever been, and he almost lost his hat while flying through the wind. They zoomed through the clouds and flew above the trees, and finally, off in the distance, his home he could finally see. The wizard delivered them to the front door of the gnome's little home and said, I owe you both more than you both will ever know. We will see each other again and I'll be around in times of need, but for now there's a certain witch that I am going to see. Then they took off into the sky and faded through the clouds, and the raven and the gnome both stood upon the ground. Fiddlefern said, Well, that was an interesting time to say the least. What do you say we go inside and find some things to eat? They sat at the kitchen table and discussed all that had just happened. Unbelievable! We really did just fly on the back of a dragon. The two remained the best of friends, adventuring in the woods and fields, and Fiddlefern learned you never begin a quest without having a good meal. The End You have been listening to Fiddlefern, The Raven, The Gnome and The Egg by Christopher Durr. This has been a Forest Avenue production. Please visit fiddlefernthegnome.com for more information.